Ah, and we are live. Welcome back to Takes by Fans. We got a great show for you today. As always, we are live every single day at noon Eastern. If you want to watch live, head over to takesbyfans.com slash watch. If you want to watch but not live, head over to our YouTube channel, Takes by Fans. We post all of our shows and clips of the show there on a daily basis. And if you just want to listen, we are on podcasting apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. So however you want to watch or listen, we've got you covered multiple ways. Alrighty, today's a big old Tuesday, folks. Unfortunately, no Monday night football on last night to break down today. Uh, we did have a national championship game on last night, Alabama losing. Nick Saban, what the hell was that? Um, it was kind of crazy. Everybody... Everybody called it pretty much right. You know, all the kind of big media heads were on Georgia and, you know, which was kind of bizarre to us because we're always like, you know, you don't bet against Nick Saban. You never bet against Alabama, but everybody was on Georgia yesterday. So I do applaud y'all for calling it right. We unfortunately called it wrong. We took Alabama, womp, womp. Um, so a um, little interesting. Nobody told us the inside information to take Georgia last night. What, what is up with that? Y'all holding out? on us damn 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 um so that game was good it was entertaining very very entertaining came down to the wire um and pick six to really seal it so i give credit to uh, georgia but alabama truly disappointing nick saban come on um so Today on the show, NBA Daily 10, breaking down the NBA, what happened last night. And then today, we are going to be officially, uh, for the final time, confirming officially our team's Super Bowl contenders, playoff contenders, or playoff pretenders. Now that we have the entire field of the playoff team set, we will kind of talk uh, talk about them a little bit and see, can we see this team winning the Super Bowl? Can we even see this team being competitive in their first wildcard playoff game? So we'll talk all through the playoff teams. I don't want to walk through the final playoff picture just quite yet. I still want to get that Wednesday film study up. Um, and then we'll do it on Thursday, walk through the uh, playoff picture in crowning a Super Bowl winner. So we'll do that a little bit later in the week. Uh, but also today on the show, we will be talking through who we believe should be the MVP. We'll take the odds of Vegas and probably take uh, the top three or four. Um highest favorable MVP candidates talk it all through and uh, we will come up with who we believe should be the MVP and seeing if there's any great value. Um, so we've got all that today on the show so let's kick it off here. Let's set 10 minutes on the clock here. Next 10 minutes, uninterrupted basketball talk of what just happened yesterday in the NBA. So here we go, 10 minutes on the clock, and the 10-minute star right now. All righty, here we go. couple of games on in the NBA last night. We didn't have any picks. We just told y'all to take Alabama, and how did that turn out? So we're looking to get back on track tonight in the NBA, but let's uh, first kick off on uh, what happened last night. So here we go. First game up, Bucks at the Hornets, and the Hornets get the big old win here. Really impressive win. And yes, the Bucks are still a little bit short-handed. Uh, you know, at the guard position, still no Grayson Allen, still no Drew Holiday. Uh, but a win 
win is a win here. There's still Giannis on the floor. There's still Chris Middleton on the floor. And there's still Bobby Portis on the floor. So, you know, Bucks at maybe around 70% strength. But a win's a win here for this Hornets team getting a win here. And we still give this Hornets team a lot of credit for the win last night. Hornets get the win 103-99. Who got it done last night? LaMelo Ball, 23 big old points. Only three assists and five rebounds. Terry Rozier, 27 big old points. Four assists, seven rebounds. He shot four of 11 from the three. Mason Plumley at the five, not the best night. Once again, Mason Plumley, you know, against Bobby Portis and Giannis, it's a tough night for him. Uh, Mason Plumley, six points. He did have nine rebounds. We will give him credit for those nine rebounds, but a minus nine on the floor. That was the worst by far for all the starters last night. So Hornets, once again. Yeah, you know, middle of the season now, still kind of the big is their most glaring issue that they have. But Mason Plumlee is still serviceable, folks. We're not knocking him. But, you know, what's going to happen when the Bucks are at full strength in the first or second round of the playoffs if these te two teams do meet? So, uh, big is something that the Hornets should be exploring uh, before the trade deadline, and we'll see what happens there. Uh, but still, no disrespect to Mason Plumlee, a solid kind of tier two big coming off the bench, relieving minutes, all that. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, we get Miles Bridges, 17 points, 11 rebounds, and then Gordon Hayward, a nice 14 points. That's all enough to get it done for the Hornets last night. And then for the Bucs, Giannis, 26 points, 13 rebounds, 8 assists. He shot 5 threes, hit 1 of 5. So let's tone down the threes a little bit. Giannis is still not, you know, perfected or even close to perfection on those threes. Uh, Chris Middleton, 27 big old points, 11 assists, 7 rebounds. So glad that Chris Middleton truly stepped it up last night offensively. And then Jordan Nora at the 2, uh, filling in for Grayson Allen, who's out 18 points, and he shot 70% fantastic and then Wesley Matthews at the one filling in for Drew Holiday 13 points and four rebounds but they come up through four points short last night Hornets get a dominant win or not dominant big old huge old win at home 103.99 all right, then we get the Jazz at the Pistons, and the Jazz lose to a Pistons team. How crazy is that? Pistons get a huge win here, 126 to 116 over the Jazz. Now, Jazz a little short-handed as well. No Rudy Gobert, so they have Hassan Whiteside filling in at the five, and we love that. We love Hassan Whiteside. This is a nice serviceable big, serviceable big here that can truly fill in for a game, a stretch of games, a week of games without Rudy Gobert. So shout out to Hassan Whiteside. He got it done for the. Jazz. Jazz last night, 21 points, 14 rebounds in 33 minutes. He was a plus nine on the floor. So shout out to Hassan Whiteside. Just unfortunately, uh, everybody else didn't step up as much as Hassan Whiteside did for the Jazz last night. Donovan Mitchell stepped up big time, 31 big old points. Mike Connolly, 13 points. Bogdanovich, 12 points. And then Royce O'Neal at the three, seven points. They even got some nice bench production. That's how g deep this Jazz team is. They have to bring up like three players to their starting lineup, and then they still get great production by two of their players off the bench. Jordan Clarkson, 16 points, five rebounds, and Eric Paschal, 13 big old points off the bench in 17 minutes. So Jazz had a pretty good showing last night. Just unfortunately, the Pistons did a little bit better, and this is who got it done for the Pistons last night. Sadiq Bay, 29 points, and Cade Cunningham with 29 points as well. Both of them led the team in scoring with those 29 points. Cade Cunningham also eight assists. Damn, damn, damn. Fantastic. And then this bench for the uh, Pistons got it done last night. Trey Lyles, 14 points, five assists, six rebounds off the bench. Corey Joseph, 16 points, and Josh Jackson, 11 big old points off the bench here. And they put up 126 points collectively here. 
here. They knock off a nice Jazz team and the Pistons. A nice win here. We're not buying the Pistons. This is not, hey, we should be betting and believing and buying into this Pistons team now. No, they beat a little bit of a shorthanded Jazz team. We still give them credit, but still, let's put it a little into context. Pistons get the win, 126-116. All right, next game up here, Pacers at the Celtics, and the Pistons can take advantage of a shorthanded Jazz team, but this Pacers team still can't even beat this Celtics team that's just so, hey, this is like one of the most uninspiring teams I've seen all year long. I don't even like to watch the Celtics. There's no ball movement. There's no team chemistry. It's such iso ball with Jason Tatum and J Jalen Brown just doing their thing. Uh, so once again, the Pacers clap. Classic Pacers losing by three last night in overtime, 101 to 98. Man, oh man, let's start here with the Celtics since they got the win. Jason Tatum, 24 points, 12 rebounds, and you know they, these are fantastic players. These are the players that you want to be ball dominant and take over the game. Uh, but you know the, it's not resulting into wins, and we've seen the Celtics team just get worse and worse and worse and worse over the last three, four years. Where you know when Jason Tatum was you know first emerging on the scene with Jalen Brown, I mean. They there was high hopes for the Celtics team that they could be kind of regulars in like Eastern Conference Finals with these two, but they're not building around them. They're not developing any of their role pieces here in this Celtics team. What do we got the record at at the current moment? Let's refresh the standings here. In the Eastern Conference, the Celtics are the 10th seed. I mean, the Knicks are looking to kind of take them out of that 10th spot uh, for that playing tournament. And the Celtics wouldn't even be in a play-in tournament at that point. And that's, a, that's crazy to talk about. The Celtics not even in the top 10 seeds of the Eastern Conference? Come on. So they've got to figure it out here. This is not going to last. This is not going to provide any, like, uh, meaningful wins down the stretch of how they're playing basketball at the current moment so you know we're about at the halfway point of the season we've got to start figuring out you know who can get it done and who are the legit teams and all that and this Celtics team is not even close to being like a top legit contender in this league uh, but Jason Tatum, 24 points, 12 rebounds. He shot 0 of 7 from the 3, unfortunately. Jalen Brown, 26 points, 15 rebounds, 6 assists. He's getting it done uh, by his really lonesome out there. And then Marcus Smart at the 1, 11 points and only 1 assist. Robert Williams, that's also, also shot out him as well at the five. Robert Williams been pretty solid here. Uh, defensively, offensively, 14 points, 12 rebounds, a plus six on the floor. Uh, Robert Williams is, has been really improving this season. We didn't really love him that much last season, but this season he's truly developed a ton here and has been a great uh, kind of three, a big three here with Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Robert Williams. He's being a decent serviceable three here for them, so we give that man a lot of credit. And then for the Pacers last night, Sabonis, 11 points, 10 assists, 23 rebounds at the five. Classic Sabonis game. Nobody steps up that great besides Torrey Craig off the bench, 19 points on 66% shooting. But other than that, everything on that Pacers team is lackluster like we know. So Celtics, they get the win, 101-98, but it's still not convincing at all.
Alrighty, next game up here, Spurs at the Knicks, and the Knicks get a nice win here, 111-96. Once again, Spurs is just nothing great. R.J. Barrett went off last night, and that's the key for this Knicks team to be big-time successful. Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett need to be super consistent, and R.J. Barrett over the last couple games has been just that. 31 points, 4 assists, 3 rebounds last night, a plus 11 on the floor. Give him credit. Julius Randle, only 2 points last night on 7 shots. He did have 12 rebounds and was a plus 16 on the floor the second half highest of the squad last night, so getting it done on the defensive end, that's what we love. Uh, Mitchell Robinson at the 5, 13 points, 11 rebounds. Now the guards here. Did the guards get it done for the Knicks last night? Yeah, they really did. Evan Fournier, 18 points. Yes, sir, that's what we need. Alec Burks at the 2, 16 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals. Yes, and then Emmanuel quickly, a nice 12 points off the bench, uh, brings it all together for the win. And then the Spurs, we had DeJounte Murray doing his thing, 24 points, 2 steals, five assists, four rebounds, but once again, it's just really DeJounte Murray on this team by his lonesome. We had Lonnie Walker, a decent 15 points, but it was on one of seven from the three and 26% shooting on 19 shots. So the classic Spurs, not that competitive. They got a couple of pieces, but overall it doesn't all come together like we know. Uh, Knicks get the win 111 and 96. Alrighty, next game up here, 76ers at the Rockets, 76ers get a nice win here, 111-91, a nice a little bit a blowout, do we call this a blowout, a nice 20 point win, you damn right we call this a nice blowout win, 76ers continuing to blow out teams, yes sir, high betability at the current moment with the 76ers team, Joel Embiid, 31 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, fantastic, uh, still Furk and Korkmaz at the 1, Danny Green at the 2, no Seth Curry last night, no Tyrese Maxey, and they are still able to blow out, you know, bad teams, so good depth here for the 76ers, love to see it. All right, that is our 10 minutes, but we've still got a couple of games uh, to go, so let's uh Speed it up a tad here. Not too fast, but a little fast. Uh, Furkin Korkmaz, 12 points and 6 rebounds. Fantastic. Danny Green playing the 2. Danny Green playing the 2, the shooting guard position. And this man is still only putting up 5 points. Classic Danny Green can never really score. Damn, damn, damn. This man's still in the league. He's got all the rings, all that. Y'all know how we feel about Danny Green. And it was just classic Danny Green last night. Tobias Harris, 13 points, 4 assists, 4 rebounds. And then Matisse Dybul, nice 10 points. Off the bench, some real solid production last night. Andre Drum in only 17 minutes, 13 points and 10 rebounds. Fantastic. We had Isaiah Joe, 10 points. And then Georgie Niang, 8 points. And Miles Powell, 6 points, 4 rebounds. So some real solid production last night all throughout the 76ers. They are a deep team. 76ers, Jazz, very, very deep teams in this league. Suns even very, very deep. So watch out for those teams. And then for the Rockets, Daniel Tice in the starting lineup. That's all we need to know. Minus 16 on the floor. Trash Daniel Tice. That's all we need to say. Uh, 76ers get the win. 111-91. and all right, then we get the Nets at the Blazers here, and Anthony Simons, folks. Yes, 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 yes. You've got to trade Damian Lillard. For the sake of Dray Damian Lillard, for the sake of the future of the Blazers, trade Damian Lillard when his trade value is probably at his maximum right now. Do you know what the Lakers would give up? LeBron would literally give you every first-round pick for the next 10 years of the draft for Damian Lillard. LeBron doesn't give a damn about future 
future draft picks. And the Lakers obviously want to win now with LeBron and they'll do whatever he wants. And you need a great scoring point guard on that Lakers team. We don't like to disrespect and knock Russell Westbrook so you can still have him on the team, but we still want Damian Lillard for that Lakers team. It would just be so complete for that Lakers team if they get Damian Lillard. So move off of them. It's good for your team. You can get a lot of draft picks. Anthony Simons is getting it done, holding it down without Damian Lillard. So just make him the main man. You've tried and tried and tried year after year after year after year to get it done with McCollum and Lillard. It never gets it done. You've got to move on. Chauncey Billups is not the guy uh, to coach this team to a ring this year or even next year. Maybe three years from now. Maybe. But at that point, Damian Lillard is truly done. Maybe potentially out of his prime at that time. So get rid of Damian Lillard. Trade him. You've got to trade him. Anthony Simons last night. 23 big old points. 11 big ass assists. 6 big ass rebounds. A plus 13 on the floor. He shot 2 of 11 from the 3. Not good. But 41% at 24 shots. It's not that bad. We'll take it. It gets a win. It gets the job done. Uh, so shout out to Anthony Simons, folks. We had Ben McLemore, 20 points, and Robert Covington, 21 big old points as well to help out the Blazers. And then for the Nets, no James Harden last night, but Kyrie Irving was good to go since he's on the road here. Kyrie Irving at the 1, 22 points, 4 assists, 8 rebounds. Kevin Rand, 28 points, 5 assists, 10 rebounds. And then we had Cam Thomas coming off the bench with 21 big old points here. Just unfortunately still come up a little bit short here, 114 to 108 loss for the Nets. And then the last game of the night, the Cavs at the Kings. And the Cavs get a nice one-point win here. We had De'Aaron Fox a little bit, a chance to win the game. Down one point, 109-108 with five seconds left. De'Aaron Fox pulling up a little bit. Mid-range jumper from the top of the key. And, uh... It, go, it does not go. We get Rajon Rondo with some nice defense right on him to force a tough shot right at the three, uh, right at the free throw line, and it does not go. So great defense there down the stretch with the Cavs, and unfortunate De'Aaron Fox could not be the hero of the night. For the Cavs last night, everybody got it done. Here we go. The starters, Darius Garland, 12 points, 11, uh, 11 assists. Lamar Stevens, 9 points. Jared Allen, 18 points, 17 rebounds. Laurie Markkanen, 15 points, 5 rebounds. Evan Mobley, 17 points, 5 assists, 7 rebounds. Seven rebounds, two blocks, one steal. Now the bench. C.D. Osmond, 15 points. Kevin Love, 18 points. Man, oh man, what a performance last night for the Cavs. Love this Cavs team, y'all know. And then for the Kings last night, De'Aaron Fox, 12 points, four assists, four rebounds. Missed the game-winning jumper. Tyrese Halliburton led the team in scoring with 21 points, and that was really it. We had Buddy Heal, 19 points off the bench, five of eight from the three. And once again, we'll see what the Kings do with Buddy Heald as the trade line gets a little bit closer here. But the Cavs get a nice one-point win, 109-108. Alrighty, that was all the NBA from last night. Now let's see if we can make a little bit of money here in the NBA tonight. A couple of games on, what do we got, six? Six games on tonight. So let's see if we can quickly find some great value for tonight. So here we go. First game up on tonight's menu. 
we get the Thunder at the Wizards. Thunder plus nine, Wizards minus nine. All right, this Thunder team has been pretty, you know, pretty competitive over the last couple of games. Haven't really gotten blown out too bad over the last couple of games here. Wizards, where they just got back on track with their kind of last meeting, beating the Magic out for the Thunder. Everybody's pretty much good to go besides Isaiah Roby's a game-time decision. And then for the Wizards, Trent Waters is a game-time decision. And Anthony Gale, a game time decision. So, this is going to be a true matchup for both of these teams. Uh, we're going to stay away from it. No great value on either way. Uh, don't want to swallow, you know, we haven't really seen that great consistency by this Wizards team to really swallow nine points here. And with this Thunder team just being so shoddy, nine points is never good value. So, we're going to stay away from this one. All right, next one up here. Suns at the Raptors. Suns minus four. Raptors plus four. And we've been so gosh dang impressed with this Raptors team over the last couple of games here. Six game winning streak, seven and three in their last 10. Fred Van Vliet going absolute manic in the scoring department. Suns minus four. Raptors plus four. Raptors getting a couple of points here at home. Let's check the in and outs here to see if this is actually great value. For the Suns, Frank Kaminsky out. Dario Sherrick out. Cameron Johnson out. So, you know, their little bit of depth at the big position is going to be, you know, a little tested. But they still got, you know, their main man. DeAndre Ayton, good to go. So I don't know if it's going to affect them that much. And then for the Raptors, Goran Dragic is still out. Gary Trent Jr. is a game-time decision along with Scotty Barnes, both game-time decisions. So we love this Raptors team. They've been dominant the last six games, so we really shouldn't be doubting them, should we? Who have they beaten over the last six games? They've beaten the Pelicans, the Jazz, a little shorthanded, the Bucks, a little shorthanded, Spurs, Knicks, Clippers. So some real quality wins there. We still give them credit for the Bucks and the Jazz win even though a little short-handed but overall shout out to this Raptors team getting four here uh, it seems like some solid value I think I want a little bit more this is going to be a true test this Suns team is basically at full strength tonight and we'll see if the Raptors can keep it up Raptors plus four we're not going to officially endorse it I do like it a little bit I don't know if I love it enough to put actual money on it but we'll see Next game up, Warriors at the Grizzlies and another team that's, you know, been trending up in the right direction. Grizzlies at home plus a point and a half here. Warriors minus a point and a half for the Warriors. Draymond Green is out alongside James Wiseman still out. And then for the Grizzlies, Steven Adams, a game time decision, but Dylan Brooks is out. So John Morant's been getting it done. They've been, you know, having, you know, depth problems here with the Grizzlies with a couple of outs. Steven Adams been out. John Moran's been out. Dylan Brooks has been out here and there over the last two, three weeks here, but it doesn't hurt the Grizzlies at all. So Grizzlies and Raptors, two giant performances needed tonight to truly seal that they are the real deal. I think we'll stay away from betting them. We'll talk it through tomorrow, but man, oh man, good luck to these two emerging, young, great teams. Take advantage and kind of knock off the greatness at the top of the Western Conference. All right, then the next matchup up here, Pistons at the Bulls. Pistons on the back-to-back. -back. We're going to stay away from this one. Bulls minus 13. Y'all know we love the Bulls, but, you know, swallowing that many points, that's not what we love to do. Then the next game up here, Timberwolves at the Pelicans. Timberwolves minus three, Pelicans plus three. And we love what this Timberwolves team has been doing uh, just offensively, defensively. They're all good to go here. Just Patrick Beverly, a game-time decision. And then for the Pelicans, Zion is still out, and that's really it. So it's going to have to come down to Valanchunas and Ingram, and we 
know they're good, but this Timberwolves team is on another level. Timberwolves minus three. I'm loving it here. We love this Timberwolves team. They can beat the mediocre to below mediocre teams. Easy peasy, no problem. And I think this Pelicans team, it's unfortunate, but they need that third piece there. This Pelicans team is a little bit of the middle of the road, you know, lackluster team overall here. So yeah, we have no problem swallowing three points with the Timberwolves tonight. I love it. I love it. All right, and then the last game of the night, Nuggets at the Clippers. Nuggets minus three, Clippers plus three. Is Paul George back yet? No, damn, damn, damn. Paul George, they need you back out there. So we're definitely staying away from betting the Clippers since Paul George is out. And you know we don't bet this Nuggets team uh, because, once again, they all their great offensive pieces have been out this entire year. So unfortunate here, we're only going to be rocking with a nice one-teamer. Timberwolves minus three, feeling really good about it. Raptors plus four is interesting. I'll leave that up to y'all. I'm not going to officially endorse it, but I will officially endorse the Timberwolves minus three. Good luck to the Raptors tonight. Good luck to the Grizzlies tonight. Uh, truly show that you are uh, consistent and you're great and that you can beat and hang with the big dogs. We've seen it before, but let's see it again here against some pretty, you know, we get Clay Thompson with the Warriors and we get DeAndre Ayton with the Suns. So, I mean, they're basically at full strength out here. So, Timberwolves minus three. Good luck to everybody else. <laughs> Alrighty, that is all the NBA we had to go over for today. So now let's head over and switch gears to the NFL. And let's start with our final classification of Super Bowl contender, playoff contender, or playoff pretender. Now that the final playoff picture is set, we'll walk through the remaining teams in this league and see, can we see them being competitive and trying to win a Super Bowl? Are they good enough to compete for that Super Bowl they'll go in Super Bowl contender category or if we see they can maybe win a playoff game maybe two but not quite ready to take that next step of being Super Bowl champions we'll put them in playoff contender category or if we don't even know how they got there we don't even see them being competitive in the wild card game we'll throw them in playoff pretender folks and I don't know if we'll have to use any of these other categories the trash or absolute dumpster categories now that you know the final playoff picture is set I don't think any teams are that bad that currently have made the playoffs besides one but we'll talk about it when we get there but if we have to kind of throw a team in the trash category we will just because you're in the playoffs doesn't mean that you're not trash folks you know the Colts couldn't beat the Jaguars we now officially know the Colts are trash and that's exactly what our first movement is going to be here now that the Colts are no longer in the playoffs we had this Colts team in playoff contender just because of the defense in the running game. You all know how we feel about Carson Wentz. We don't want him touching the ball at all. We've done film study on almost a weekly basis by this man breaking it down and seeing him not get any better as the season progressed. The reads were always off. Overthrows, underthrows to wide open receivers and they've got two great ones. Michael Pittman Jr. and T.Y. Hilton and then you throw in Mo Cox and he still can't get it done. This Colts team is officially considered trash, trash at the end of the season. Heading into this offseason, they will still be on this trash category. Carson Wentz must be held responsible and should be cut immediately. We've seen what he can do. I do not see Carson Wentz getting any better. This is back-to-backs, really, really bad. 
bad, eye-popping, bad, bad, bad play here by Carson Wentz. Turnovers, not getting it done. You couldn't beat the Jaguars with a chance to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, come on. What are you going to step it up for? If you don't get, you know, right to go play week 18 with a chance to make the playoffs, what are you going to get up in play for? We don't know anymore. So Colts will end the season officially on the trash list, and they're lucky that they had Jonathan Taylor on that team, or I'd put him in absolute dumpster category with the Carolina Panthers. And trust me, folks, you do not want to be associated any, any, or even in kind of a 10-mile radius of association of this Panthers team because of how bad they are. Matt Rule should be fired immediately, folks. Immediately. You give me the keys to the Panthers organization for the day, I clean house with Matt Rule. You are done. Out of here. So, this Colts team no longer playoff contenders, um, obviously, because they're not in the playoffs. And second of all, they couldn't beat the Jaguars. So, Colts officially trash here. Do we have to do any more housekeeping here before we kind of get into the final um, playoff picture? So, in the playoff pretender category, we had Washington, the Broncos, the Dolphins, the Saints, and the 49ers with Trey Lance. Uh, We don't have to move anybody out of that. You know, still, once again, if the 49ers do for some reason rock with Trey Lance in the playoffs, which we don't see happening at all. There's no reason to. Yeah, they are playoff pretenders. But with Jimmy Garoppolo, yes, at the current moment, we'll re-update it in a minute. They are playoff contenders. All right, so now in the playoff contender category, uh, do we have to do any housekeeping here? We have the Chargers, the Bills, the Cowboys, the 49ers with Jimmy G. That's all good. Um, You know, we'll talk it all through. And uh, then in the Super Bowl contender category, we had the Rams, the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Patriots, the Bengals, the Cardinals, and the Titans. All those teams are currently in the playoffs. So no other housekeeping that we had to do before we get into the thick of it here. So here we go. Let's go through team by team, talk it through. Where do we see them? Can we see them winning the Super Bowl? They'll go, or just even getting to the Super Bowl or being competitive in the Super Bowl, we'll put them in the Super Bowl contender category. If we just see them winning a game or two, being competitive in those games, they will be playoff contenders. And if they, we cannot see this team winning or being competitive at all in the playoffs, we will count them at playoff pretenders. For the last time uh, since the playoffs kick off this week's folks, let's see how these teams fall. Here we go. Let's start here in the AFC. We're going to go from seed one to number seven. So let's kick it off here with the Tennessee Titans. The last time we left this team, we had them in the Super Bowl contender category because we know Derrick Henry is on his way back. An extra week to rest. Titans wrapped up that number one seed in the AFC. Mike Vrabel up 21-0 in a big, meaningful game in Week 8. Colts, are you listening to this? Mike Vrabel got his team good to go on the road to secure the number one seed. Okay, Frank Wright, Carson Wentz, were you taking notes during that game to try to improve? Because I I, I don't see the Colts moving off of Carson Wentz. They should, but we know Frank Reich has that big attachment to Carson Wentz. I doubt he throws him to the curb after only one year. He should. He really should. I Like we said, we can't see Carson Wentz getting any better. 
He didn't even get better as the season progressed. So now another season, he's finally going to get it going. I don't see it. Carson Wentz was better week two, three, four than he was week 16, 17, 18, okay? Um, so this Titans team is so gosh dang impressive. And as we're talking about this Titans team with Mike Vrabel, let's go. Do they have, did they update these lines yet for a coach of the year? They don't have, they don't have coach of the year or anything like that. Team futures. That's all we get. Conference winner, winner, special game props. I don't need any game props. Quarters, halves. Let's see. Uh, let's go to NFL. Let's go to this. NFL teams. That's really it. There's not. There's no search bar. Can there be a search bar, please, on these sports books? We got to get specific. And with so many prop bets, this, 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 you don't even know all you can bet because there's so much you can bet. Can we get a search bar? I know some sports books, they do have the search bar, but DraftKings doesn't. So let's get that up a little bit. And why do, why, whoa, where are these odds here? Um, on DraftKings for the NFL Coach of the Year, MVP, all that. We need these odds for MVP in a little bit. But I want to check Coach of the Year. Uh, Coach of the Year lines because Mike Vrabel needs to be at the top of the discussion folks number one seed losing the face of the franchise there's no other coach that would be able to coach up his team to a number one seed in their division if they lost their face of the franchise folks just quickly let's run through it Andy Reid with uh, Patrick Mahomes Patrick Mahomes goes down Andy Reid no way no way he's going to be able to consistently keep this offense this good uh, the Bills with Josh Allen if Josh Allen goes down this Bills team is an 0-17 team folks Sean McDermott is not the man folks that can coach up uh, lackluster talent because we see this running game a little lackluster talent and the running game is the worst thing about it Zach Taylor Joe Burrow goes down yeah, this Bengals team good luck uh Raiders with Derek Carr Derek Carr goes down yeah good luck especially with Rich Versaccia uh, for the Patriots, they don't really have a face of the franchise, and they're kind of, you know, getting it done, but they lost last week, lost to the Bills, losing down the stretch, not that great. We really can't have Bill Belichick and Coach of the Year discussion. Um, and then uh, Mike Tomlin, once again, no real face of the franchise. It's really all the defense. Big Ben goes down, their record improves. So, um, unfortunate there. And then in the NFC, Aaron Rodgers goes down. No way Matt LaFleur can coach this team up to the NFC champions. Maybe pretty good, uh, but we've seen Jordan Love play, and he's 0 for 2 so far. Unfortunate. Uh, we get uh, Tom Brady goes down with the Bucks. Good luck. We see what Bruce Arians did. The max he can do with James Winston is eight and eight. Um, no thirteen and four records here. Dallas. Dak Prescott goes down. Have you seen their backups? Absolutely, not, absolutely bad. And Mike McCarthy's not even in the coach of the year running, but still. Uh, the Ram. Uh, yeah, the Rams here. Matthew Stafford goes down. Good luck, Sean McVay, winning any games. Uh, Kyler Murray goes down with the Cardinals. Good luck, Cliff Kingsbury. You can't even win with uh, Kyler Murray at that down the stretch of the season. So you're not winning without. 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, well, he thinks he can win without Jimmy Garoppolo, but mm, good luck with that. Good luck with Trey Lance. I would love to see that. And then for the Eagles, Nick Sirianni deserves a little bit of credit as well here, uh, securing a playoff spot, 9-8 record, uh, pretty solid offense overall here, year one with the young-ass team getting into the playoffs. Shout-out to credit there. But Mike Vrabel, folks, number one seed in the AFC, getting it done without Derrick Henry, evolving the running game, getting it, working it 
it out. They bring in Adrian Peterson. It's not working. All righty, get rid of him. All right, what else do we got? Let's go back to the drawing board and get it going. And here we are heading into the playoffs. And this team has a first round bye. It's been absolutely great. So uh, Mike Vrabel definitely deserves coach of the year, folks. Coach of the year. And I don't understand why DraftKings does not have these odds up here. Truly unfortunate. We could Google them. I guess I could Google them. Let me see if I can do it quickly here. Um, NFL Coach of the Year, Coach of the Year odds. Odds. Who's got them up here? Who's got them up? I guess we'll go to Odd Shark. Let's see. Odd Shark got them up. This was updated January 3rd. See, we're behind. We're behind. Zach Taylor at the front of Coach of the Year at 150. Mike Vrabel is currently third at the third um, on January 3rd at plus 400. So still a little disrespected, folks. Still a little disrespected. Alrighty. So yes, yes, yes. The Titans are true Super Bowl contenders now that Derrick Henry is back, folks. Back and should be, you know, decently rested. Yes, he still had a rehab and all that coming back from the injury, but overall, man, he's going to be fresh, and fresh legs in the playoffs is exactly what you want. Titans are absolutely Super Bowl contenders, absolutely. All right, the Chiefs here. All righty, where do we put this Chiefs team? Now, coming away with a nice win last week, but it was still close, and that's what we've seen with this Chiefs team over the last couple of weeks, just kind of being a little bit too close for comfort overall. You know, Tyreek Hill a little banged up in the last game. Travis Kelsey a little banged up in the last game, and they really need them. We do like Pringle and Miko Harmon. We did say that when we broke down the game on Monday. You know, these are two serviceable serviceable pieces that you can, you know, enter the postseason with and get some nice production with just because you do have the genius of schematics and Andy Reid offensively and, you know, the playability, the playmaking ability of Patrick Mahomes. So, at the end of the day, this Chiefs team, they've got Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. And, you know, whatever it is, whatever year it is, as long as you've got both of those or even one of those two, you're going to have a really great chance of getting to the playoffs, getting to the Super Bowl, and being really gosh dang competitive in that Super Bowl. This Chiefs defense, they need to kind of uh, hone it in a little bit. They're kind of, uh, you know, their defense is kind of getting a little bit worse. They started bad. The defense started bad. Then they got really, really great, like top five defense in the league in like a five, six week stretch. And then these last two, three weeks here at the end of the season, the defense has started to lose their identity a little bit. So, Chiefs, we're still going to count them as Super Bowl contenders heading into the playoffs. Uh, just because, you know, once again, it's it's Patrick Mahomes, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. They will always be competitive. And, uh, you know, they got, you know, pretty decent home field advantage. They'll only not be at home if they make the a AFC Championship game with the Titans. So, the AFC... Super Bowl could still run through Kansas City. Still could, which it has over the last couple of years. So, yeah, the Chiefs are still Super Bowl contenders. All right, that brings us to the third seed, the Buffalo Bills. And, man, oh, man, where do we leave them off at? Playoff contenders. And I think that's right. Seeing them last week, once again, struggle to put up points, struggle in the red zone, and taking until the fourth quarter to finally get it done. We've seen that by the Bills the entire year, folks. I'm talking, you know, weeks one, two, three, four. Yes, the entire year, especially at home, the Bills. 
Bills don't play any better at home, folks. Their offense isn't better at home. Their red zone efficiency isn't better at home, folks. So they're not taking advantage of their home field advantage. And you know what other team didn't take advantage of their home field advantage? The Colts. I mean, they never blew out any team at home. This is a little concerning, especially given... It, you know, what have we said about this Bills team? Yes, uh, they're, you know, they're good in the regular season, but what has been big-time alarming, according to us, on this team, on this Bills team in the playoffs? They clam up offensively, and we got a pretty decent glimpse of that last week against the Jets. I think we're going to watch a little bit of that game in our film study tomorrow, but... Bills on like fourth down, you know, with momentum, not going for it. Josh Allen pleading with Sean McDermott on the sideline. Hey, hey, I kind of want to go for this. Hey, we should go for this here. And Sean McDermott's like, no, no, no. Let's take the field goal. Let's take the point. So they're already kind of clamming up. And that was against the Jets last week at home. Come on, you're clamming up against the Jets. Now we know division rival and all that. The Bills still wanted to lock up the AFC East 100% with the win. I get all that, but still, it's not a good look here. And it's the same thing that we've been seeing with this Bills team over and over and over and over again. Yes, Josh Allen's running is fantastic. And that definitely should be the main focus playoff game number one for this Bills team. Do they do that, though? Who knows? Who knows what the hell Brian Dable's going to do? The running game wasn't even established last week. Um, you know, Josh Allen running in the red zone is the best thing that they should be doing. But can we trust Brian Dable and Sean McDermott to not clam up, to be aggressive, to finally get it all figured out here at home when they have to face the Patriots for another meeting? Do you think Bill Belichick's going to get embarrassed again a second time in one year to a same opponent. It's going to be interesting here, folks. I'll leave this Bills team in playoff contender. But, I mean, they are, uh, honestly, folks, they are borderline playoff pretender, folks. If they get smoked in this meeting against the Patriots, uh, we're not going to be surprised. Now, they they probably do win the game because it is Mac Jones on the other side, and we've seen Mac Jones not get it done, not kind of be that, cl not clutch, but serviceable and consistent and competitive of, like, knocking on the door of putting up points throughout, you know, the consistency of a game. So, the Bills may just win on the lackluster offense by the Patriots, but man, oh man, folks, very, very close of putting this Bills team in playoff pretender category, folks. Alarming things that we've been seeing with the Bills that we've also seen with the Colts here this season. And what do they get the Colts? They don't even make the playoffs. They should be the lacking stock of the NFL, honestly. So, Bills, mmm, mmm. I'm wrestling, folks. I'm, I'll come back to this, but I I may still switch this Bills team to playoff pretender. Let's keep it going here, um, but I'm close, folks. I'm real close. All right, next team up here, the Cincinnati Bengals. All righty, man, oh, man. Joe Burrow with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, of course, at minimum, playoff contender. Where do we have them at? We Oh, wow, the last time we talked about this Bengals team, we had them in Super Bowl contender category. I mean, wow, what a way to close out the season. little disappointed that they didn't really try 100% to win their last game. Um, they still would have been... 
the fourth seed at the end of the day, even if they did win, uh, win against the Browns last week, uh, since the Chiefs won, since the Bills won and all that. Um, but the Bengals have a really nice opponent here facing the Raiders. All these teams, all these division winners have a really easy opponent. Uh, the Chiefs with the Steelers, the Bills with the Patriots, the Bengals with the Raiders. Bills have probably the toughest of the easiest opponents, once again, just because of that Mac Jones factor. Uh, so yeah, Bengals, folks, this defense has been real solid. They locked up the Chiefs in the second half. I mean, that's just super impressive by itself to do that against, you know, another Super Bowl contender team that we had the Chiefs. So yeah, this offense is rocking and rolling. They're aggressive. They take their shots. They don't get down even against the game, the, the game against the Chargers. Remember a couple weeks ago, Chargers got a big Bengals kept turning the ball over. They got it going. I think they were down like three possessions and then they kicked it into high gear, came back. Then the turnovers kind of resurfaced a little bit later in the second half, and that kind of re-derailed the momentum-grabbing attempt to come back. But overall, it was super impressive. They're never down. Zach Taylor gets this team right. Joe Burrow is one of the best quarterbacks in this league, one of the best young quarterbacks that there is, uh, potentially better than Justin Herbert. I think you can make the argument, folks. I think you can make an argument that at this current moment, Joe Burrow is better than better than Justin Herbert. Uh, so I feel confident in this Bengals team, folks. Offensively, defensively, I mean, they even almost even beat the Browns last week, you know, without Joe Burrow, but Joe Burrow is the spark. Joe Burrow trusts his receivers and the way that Jamar Chase has been playing, the way that T Higgins has been playing, man, oh man, you give them a chance. That's all you need to win the game. You give them a chance and Joe Burrow gives them a chance. That's what we love so much about Joe Burrow. What do we preach all the time? Letting your playmakers make plays, throwing up those 50-50 balls where only your receiver has a chance to get it and Joe Burrow has got a nice ball, folks. So I am going to leave this Bengals team in Super Bowl contender category, folks. Watch out. They've got the offense consistent. They've got the defense consistent. They've got the leadership at the coach and the quarterback position. I'm all for this Bengals team. A nice, decent meeting, easier meeting. Round one of the playoffs in the wild card game at home against the Raiders. What more could you ask for? Maybe the Steelers, just because Big Ben, I mean, that's really who you want to face, yeah? Uh, they're putting up no points in the playoffs, folks. I don't care what it is, folks. You bet it right now. Steelers score zero points. I don't know how you can bet it, which sports book you can bet it on, but Steelers, bet that they score zero points, okay? <laughs> Jeez. So, yeah, folks, Bengals Super Bowl contenders. I'm big about this Bengals team. Big on Joe Burrow. Go get it done, kid. Alrighty, next uh, get, uh, team up here in the AFC, we got the Raiders. And the last time we left off on this Raiders team, we did not have them anywhere. So let's see where we can put this Raiders team at. And I think I'm putting them in playoff contender. Went a little bit down to the wire last week against the Chargers. Um, you know, when they had a nice two-possession lead, almost beefed it in the fourth quarter. That's a little alarming because we've already seen Derek Carr be kind of careless with the ball in the fourth quarter game on the line. We've seen that multiple times this season uh, where Derek Carr just kind of single-handedly beefs the game, loses the game for the Raiders. Uh, I, I, I can recall definitely two occasions, but I want to say it's more you know around three or four. 
So turnovers are still there. Not being able to close out games is still a little bit there. And I understand it was against the Chargers. And the Chargers still had so much to play for. And they're so aggressive with Brandon Staley and Justin Herbert. But they gave up all those fourth downs, folks. It's not like the Chargers were just slinging it, getting, you know, 10, 20 yards on first down every single time. No, no, no. Uh, You know, they were letting, you know, big fourth down conversions happen at home. And they really kind of win and in scenario. So still a little concerning but still at the end of the day we still have that big arm the big playability with Hunter Renfro Derek Carr obviously can sling the ball as well as all these other guys in the AFC so I will put this Raiders team in playoff contender category they do have the offense to kind of hang a little bit and uh, be competitive so Raiders are playoff contenders a little bit of a tough meeting here having to face the Bengals uh, but that's unfortunate we'll see if the how good this Raiders team can be in the playoffs but I, I'll give them being competitive absolutely I could see them pulling off an upset I could definitely see that happening Derek Carr has the that ability in him he's a fighter He's a gamer, and the man's got the arm to back it up. Raiders, playoff contenders. Even Rich Bisaccia, folks. I, I like me some Rich Bisaccia. I think he can have that leadership and get them ready to, you know, compete in a game. I'll give him some credit. All right, then we get the Patriots in this one. Um, I have to take them out of Super Bowl contender. That's the last time we left off on this Patriots team. And the way that this offense has been playing, real kind of bizarre that they weren't even really competitive against this Dolphins team. They didn't even get out to a hot start, and that's kind of crazy. Bill Belichick last week of the season on the road against division rival with still a chance to win the AFC East, and they come out flat. Mac Jones throws like a pick six um, real early on in the game, like First, second possession. So Mac Jones and this Patriots offense has come down a little bit here. But still at the end of the day, it's Bill Belichick with a good defense. They'll always be in at least playoff contender. I'm not calling this Patriots team playoff pretenders. As long as you got Bill Belichick, you'll always be at bare minimum playoff contenders. And luckily for the Patriots, Tom Brady's gone, but Billy B is still there. So we'll move this Patriots Patriots team down one spot here from Super Bowl contender to playoff contender. Needed to see that offense be good these last couple of weeks and it just not, it just not, has not been. They've been figuring out Mac Jones and Mac Jones hasn't really been slinging the ball. A little bit of dinking dunk they've got to kind of retool this offense a little bit hopefully they focus a little bit more on Ramondre Stevenson once again we like the we really do like the running backs for the Patriots but Mac Jones need, needs to clean it up a little bit so pa- Patriots are the playoff contender all right then we get the Steelers and y'all know where <laughs> y'all know where we got to put this Steelers team now the last time we left this Steelers team here folks we had them in the trash category that was before they secured their playoff spot obviously but I still am gonna leave them well I'll upgrade them a little bit because their defense honestly their defense has been pretty pretty gosh dang good these last couple of weeks why they've won their kind of final two games of and kind of secured an opportunity to get into the playoffs with a little bit of help it was all their defense we know a thousand percent it has nothing to do with that offense with Big Ben's aging arm and we see it this is exactly what Peyton Manning's arm looked like at the end of his career the a big old windup. Watch Big Ben throw. Maybe we'll even uh, point this out a little bit and watch it and just see, show you how atrocious Big Ben's arm is at the current moment. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll probably do that tomorrow on our film study show. 
We'll, we'll squeeze in a couple of minutes for Big Ben. Not too much time because, once again, it is still awful, but we'll show y'all. Uh, but, yeah, Big Ben, a big old wind-up. Same thing with Peyton Manning. You're like, oh, yeah, this ball is going to go deep. This ball is going to go big. This is going to be a nice rocket because we all know Big Ben can launch it. We all know Big Ben, obviously. So when we see him gearing up on the wind-up, on the kind of reach back to let that ball zip, and then it comes out, and it's only like three yards, and it's taking a nosedive as soon as the ball is out of his hand, and the receivers had to lift. Had to literally kind of get on their knees to catch the ball and literally have to kind of scoop it off the ground and hopefully it didn't hit that blade of grass for it to count as incomplete. So Big Ben's arm is truly aging, uh, but I give a ton of credit and respect to, first of all, Mike Tomlin for, once again, just keeping this ship straight, folks. You know how many coaches would have just abandoned Big Ben, um, you know, midway through the season or probably after game one when they saw the arm in an actual game setting? Matt Rule would have cut... Uh, Big Ben week one, folks. A ton of these coaches would not have had kind of the strength it takes to keep a Big Ben on your team. That's done so much for your team, won you two Super Bowls, but now is absolute garbage and really cannot even compete in any game. But it's all because of their defense. So we will upgrade this Steelers team from trash to playoff pretender. Obviously, we don't see them being competitive against this Chiefs team. Maybe the defense gets a couple of stops. The defense, honestly, the way that this Chiefs offense has been struggling a little bit as of late, they this this could potentially turn into an upset. We've seen crazier things with the Steelers so far this season, so keep that a little bit in the realm of what could potentially happen this week. The Steelers could potentially upset the Chiefs based on the defense solely. Uh, but at the end of the day, folks, you've got to put up some type of points here in the playoffs. And Big Ben cannot do that. Najee Harris a little banged up last week. So, I mean, if they don't got Najee Harris, truly good luck to this Steelers team. So, we'll put this Steelers team in playoff pretender category. Congratulations for making the playoffs because the Colts are so gosh dang trash. Uh, they are kind of replacing the Steelers in the trash category. But Steelers, Big Ben, a little bit of credit. We'll put them in playoff pretender. So that is the AFC, folks. Titans, Super Bowl contenders. Chiefs, Super Bowl contenders. Bengals, Super Bowl contenders. Only three Super Bowl contenders coming out of that AFC, folks. Playoff contenders, folks. We've got the Bills, who we are still maybe we move to playoff pretenders. The Patriots and the Raiders playoff contenders and then playoff pretenders are the Steelers folks we got to move this Chargers team out as well um, I forgot to do that on our housekeeping uh, so Chargers out of playoff contender and unfortunately they were playoff pretenders this entire time we're not going to say that this Chargers team was trash because still at the end of the day you've still got Justin Herbert who made it competitive who brought you back down two scores and got it done in the absolute clutches of fourth downs but at the end of the day they were still pretenders at the, at the end of it Alrighty, now let's head over to the NFC, folks, and start talking about these teams in the NFC. More Super Bowl contenders? Any Super Bowl contenders? What do we got here? So, first team up is the Green Bay Packers, and absolutely playoff contender, folks. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, folks. Um, not A.J. Dillon. Um... 
Who's their other? Why am I blanking on these Packers running backs? I am beefing it with this Packers team over the last couple of days here when we were breaking down the Packers on Monday from their game um, where they lost to the Lions. Uh, we were blanking on Aaron um, Aaron Jones. A- yeah, A.J. Dillon. I was right. A.J. Dillon, the second string running back, who can be the number one running back for this team. Jamal Williams. No, not Jamal Williams. Aaron Jones. Jeez Louise, once again, so many running backs here. Jamal Williams was with them last season, folks, so don't come at me. Um Aaron Jones, the number one running back. Obviously, they can handle the game themselves, but they don't need to because they've got Aaron Rodgers with Marquez Valdez-Scantling with... Devonte Adams, folks. So they've with Adam Lazar, they've got the pieces there offensively. They've got the line. They've got that defense that's getting better. Jazir Alexander is should be good to go for the playoff game. The shutdown corner, and then to top it all off, you got a genius at the head coaching position, offensive-minded Matt Lafleur, folks. Truly getting it done. Doesn't lose back-to-back games, and they just. Came off a loss, so a guaranteed round one win off of that first week by this Packers team is the closest thing to a complete football team that there is. There, uh, the Titans are very, very close, but just based on the quarterback talent alone, obviously the Packers are better, but the Titans are very close as well. Great receivers, solid above average quarterback, Derrick Henry, Mike Vrabel, very close to the Packers, but I do the do believe the Packers are a little bit better because they do have the Aaron Rodgers factor. Now, can Aaron Rodgers finally get it done in the NFC Championship game? That has been yet to be determined, but he will always be competitive in that game. So, we put this Packers team in Super Bowl contender category. Yes, sir. All right, next team up here is the Tampa Bay Bucks, and they were struggling a little bit in the first half offensively. It wasn't a blowout right from the rip against the Carolina Panthers, even though it really should. As soon as the game kicked off, the score should have just instantly been 20 to nothing, but it took a little bit to get there. Now, they got it done, and Mike Evans was looking almost unstoppable, which is good because they're definitely going to need him. A little banged up. Scotty Miller, obviously the Antonio Brown situation. No, Leonard Fournette is Leonard. Leonard Fournette predicted to be back in time for a playoff game. Let's uh, get that up quickly here. Let's see if we can bring up this news quickly because this is truly what's going to hinge on this Bucks team potentially going from Super Bowl contender down to playoff contender. It, it really could all hinge on Leonard Fournette. We've seen what he's been able to do in the playoffs in the running game and the receiving game. It's been really great. He caught so much fire last season in the playoffs. It was fantastic, and I really think that's going to be the key for this Bucks of repeating as Super Bowl champions, especially now that we know Antonio Brown, you know, is obviously done. Uh, Buccaneers will get Leonard Fournette, Shake, Shaq Barrett, JPP back for Sunday. Okay, fantastic. Thank you. Thank you, Google, for telling us exactly what we want to know exactly on the first, uh, the first result. So thank you for that. So that's good. And the defense gets a ton better. So yeah, we could definitely say this Bucks team is in Super Bowl contender category folks we feel absolutely confident you know obviously they've got Tom Brady they've got Bruce Arians who's a great mind all of that 
Tom Brady gets it done in the clutch. We saw him last week. I mean, last week against Carolina, folks, Carolina scores, and then Tom Brady and Mike Evans answer, and then on the next possession, answer again just to kind of put that final nail in the coffin, that Mike Evans-Tom Brady connection. That's why it's just been so – like, I get Tom Brady wants all the great receivers, but Tom Brady went to length to stick his neck out for Antonio Brown. You know, did you really need that when you had Mike Evans? And I know Mike Evans a little bit of in and out with the hamstring and all that. But, I mean, Mike Evans, folks, I mean, you really you really just need Mike Evans. I mean, he is just absolutely phenomenal in Tom Brady and him, folks. You get Tom Brady a great receiver. We saw what happened when he had Randy Moss for one year. Broke records continuously throughout that entire year, folks. So, yeah, Bucks, man. Now that Leonard Fournette and the defense is getting a little bit better, absolutely this Bucks team and the Super Bowl could potentially run through Tampa Bay in the NFC if, you know, something crazy happens. One second, folks. Hello? Oh, are you still ready to talk about the Bucks? Yeah. Okay, I'll take the camera to the office. Okay. All right. So, uh, apologize for that. Sorry. Uh, but, yeah, the Bucks, absolutely Super Bowl contenders. We absolutely love what they've been doing. Offensively, defensively, Tom Brady getting it done. Alrighty, next team up here is the Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys, and this one is a little iffy. The last time we talked about this team, we put them in playoff contender category. Now, the offense that we just saw against the Eagles, that was uh, pretty good. Yeah, Dak Prescott getting it done, slinging the ball around, looking really gosh dang good. The defense, absolutely fantastic. Ball hawks all over the defense. Now, is Mike McCarthy going to get in the way at all here and beef it up like we kind of know this Mike McCarthy does a little bit? He does beef it. So, Cowboys. Defense is absolutely fantastic. We we got to see kind of Zeke kind of get back into it a little bit. You know, we still want Zeke to be a dominant force. We don't want Dak, you know, with all the pressure on his shoulders because the running game cannot just get it done himself. So, Cowboys... I don't know if they can get it done, folks. We've seen the Cowboys after one big game. Remember the uh, game against Washington the second time where Dak you know, had a fantastic performance. They put up around like 50 points, and Dak was like, hey, I guess we're out of the slump. And then like the next week, he kind of you know beefed it a little bit. So I still have to see the consistency here with this Cowboys offense. We've seen a great week. But we haven't really seen a you know a couple of great weeks stretched and stitched together. So I love this Cowboys team, folks. They're so talented, but I think they are a little lackluster for all the talent that they have. And I think I'm gonna leave this Cowboys team in playoff contender category. All right, then we get the Rams, and oh, man, the last time we talked about this Rams team, we had them in Super Bowl contender category, and man, oh, man, I'm taking them out of here, folks, and really because of one big reason alone, one big spicy meatball that's, like, leaving a big old bad taste in our mouth. Let me see if I can bring up... Did I save the tweet? I thought I did. Maybe not here. It was about Matthew Stafford... 
playing at home in the playoff game or in the final game of the season against the 49ers playing at home. I did not save the tweet, but it was uh, something to the effect of the crowd. There was a lot of 49ers fans in Los Angeles in SoFi Stadium for that final game. And that's kind of what Matthew Stafford attributed the 49ers comeback to was that there was no fans rocking and roaring for the Rams. It was all on the 49ers. Now we know that you know, the Super Bowl is going to be played in SoFi Stadium. So that's not good for the Rams if they can't get it done with the other crowd, with the crowd cheering for the other team louder than what they are cheering for them. So they have no home field advantage, even though that they could get a playoff, a home playoff game or two. They'll definitely have one, potentially more, potentially. Uh, not the greatest odds, uh, but potentially still some more with a potential upset. But uh, yeah, Matthew Stafford here not getting it done, not closing it out. They got out to that great start, 17 nothing against the 49ers. But once again, the crowd noise affected the Rams overall, and they weren't able to get it done at home. That's a little bit of a bad sign. And for that real reason alone, folks, I'm not going to call this Rams team as Super Bowl contenders. They'll be playoff contenders. They've got the talent, Sean McVay, Matthew Stafford, um, Cooper, Mother, Loving, Cup, OBJ, all getting it done. We get Cam Akers all back. But that home stadium, that home field advantage is no advantage. It's a big old disadvantage, and we get Matthew Stafford in a playoff run where all the weight is on him. He must get it done, not 100% by himself, but he's the quarterback. He hasn't kind of had any pressure on him to be good for an entire year, folks, for an entire season, let alone a playoff game because he was with the Lions who never had any expectations on any of their players because they were all trash, um, because the organization was also trash for all those years that Matthew Stafford was there. I'm calling this Rams team playoff contenders, folks. Man, oh man, floundering at home in the last game of the season, and we've seen them kind of be in close games the last three weeks, which, you know, we don't knock by itself, but given all these other circumstances around it, this is starting to be a little bit bad optically for this Rams team heading into the playoffs. Not what you want. So Rams playoff contenders. Alrighty, then we get the Cardinals, and yeah, folks, yeah, where do we leave this Cardinals team off the last time we talked about them? Super Bowl contenders, and no way, no way, losing all, or yeah, they won last week. They beat uh, the Cowboys, uh, or no, who did they just beat? Um, Cardinals, uh, sorry, excuse us, folks, we, uh, I don't know why I'm blanking on this Cardinals team. They, uh, oh, no, yeah, they lost against the Seahawks. Uh, that wasn't great. They started Kyler Murray and all that. They beat the Cowboys two weeks ago. That was a solid win. Uh, took them plus six. That's right. Uh, but, yeah, Cardinals losing, not really being competitive that great against kind of these best teams these last couple of weeks down the stretch of the season. Uh, not being dominant. The offense really not being dominant. A.J. Green letting us down big time with all these drops, and that's why they lost a pass. Packers game a few weeks ago that kind of started to derail the Cardinals ever since that moment. So I'm calling this Cardinals team playoff contenders, folks. This offense has not been expl as explosive as it was in the first half of this season. They're losing. They're not being competitive. They're losing against, you know, Super Bowl contender teams, other playoff contender teams at the back end of the season. The exact time you don't want to lose to those teams so Cardinals they've got to get it figured out and they must get it figured out quick because they're on the road week one 
wild card round against the Rams. So good luck to the Cardinals. They're going to need it. The offense needs to get going, folks. All right, then we get the 49ers, and we have the 49ers in playoff contender category with Jimmy G, and we know Jimmy G is going to be the guy for the playoffs, absolutely. Got it done, got it done on the final drive to force overtime, got it done in overtime, all that, fantastic. And yeah, I could definitely see this you know, 49ers team being playoff contenders, not going to move them up to Super Bowl contender category. We still need to see Jimmy G a little bit more consistent and kind of clean up those boneheaded plays. We do compare Jimmy G to Tua. They look good. The accuracy is pretty good for the most part. Two is a little bit better overall than Jimmy G. But they both make these kind of boneheaded plays. One or kind of two. Uh, we have seen games where they make two boneheaded plays. And those are kind of the games that they lose. They can overcome one boneheaded play because they are clutch. Because they are accurate. But two. And we've seen Jimmy G make some boneheaded plays here. We've seen him do it in the Super Bowl. Not closing it all out. So we still like this 49ers team. They can be competitive against any team in the NFC at any stage of the game here, but uh, can't really see them getting to the Super Bowl. 49ers, playoff contenders with Jimmy G, and then we get the Philadelphia Eagles. Love this Eagles team, but you know the offense being a little lackluster last week, and I know they didn't start Jalen Hurts, but we still know Gardner Minshew is a really good substitute. They have an established running game, so that's why it's so easy for Gardner Minshew to just kind of be a plug-and-play away from you know getting it done so, um, you know, the running game is good. The defense is good. Nick Sirianni is good. Jalen Hurts can get it done. But Super Bowl, I don't know. It's a little it's a little tough here in the NFC. Uh, so we're going to move this Eagles team. We did have them as Super Bowl contenders. Uh, but then, the you know, the loss to the Cowboys, all that. A little blowout to the Cowboys, all that. Really wish they were a little bit more competitive, even with Gardner Minshew. Uh, you know, comparing Gardner Minshew to Jalen Hurts, you know, we do still want Jalen Hurts to be the starting quarterback. And we don't want Gardner Minshew to be the quarterback of the Eagles. We do want him to be a starter somewhere else. Uh, but, you know, at kind of, you know, their base, their core, you know, service-wise, service, service wise, they're about the same quarterback. Yes, Jalen Hurts brings the dual threat ability a little bit, uh, but, you know, we still have to clean up those red zone turnovers a little bit with Jalen Hurts as well. So, we love this Eagles team all together. I really think they can challenge Tampa Bay. We're going to talk about that a little bit later in the week, folks, walking through the playoff matchups here. But I love this Eagles team in playoff contender category. Definitely think this Eagles team could definitely pull a big upset the first week of the playoffs. Maybe, maybe try and even get to the NFC Championship game. Uh, but with a little bit of the inexperience overall and Jalen Hurts not, have we seen Jalen Hurts with a clean, complete game where they're scoring first, second, third, fourth quarter without any red zone turnovers and all that? Haven't really seen that. So are going to bump down the Eagles to playoff contender category. And uh, that is going to wrap up the NFC. So in the NFC, uh, Super Bowl contenders are really just the Packers in the Bucks. Playoff contenders are the Cowboys, the 49ers, the Rams, the Cardinals, and the Eagles. And they have no playoff pretenders there in the NFC. And that uh, that leads us back to the Bills, folks. And uh, I am going to put this Bills team in playoff pretender, folks. I think the pressure is going to get to them. They haven't handled pressure well all year long. They have not taken advantage of home field advantage. They're facing Bill Belichick defense here. That kind of, you know, the Bills embarrassed them a little bit the last time they faced. It's really all going to come down to Mac Jones. Mac Jones is standing in the way of the Bills winning or losing that game but at the end of the day folks I think the pressure is going to get too big for this Bills team we've seen time after time now two straight times of this Bills offense 
um, clamming up by Brian Dable and Sean McDermott clamming up in playoff games. So I am officially knocking the Bills down to playoff pretender category. So the two playoff teams that are in the playoffs that we do count as playoff pretenders are the Steelers and the Bills, folks. Alrighty, so that is our final list heading into this postseason that it starts this Saturday, folks, of contender and pretender. We'll see what happens. We'll, you know, we'll talk about this list as we progress through the playoffs and all that. But that's how we see it heading into the playoffs. Alrighty, that took a lot longer than I thought it would, so we got to get out of here. We will. Uh, what do we want to do? What do we? What was the other thing we wanted to um, talk MVP? We'll have to do that maybe tomorrow. Probably won't get to it tomorrow, but on Thursday show we should be able to get to it. Uh, but either way, folks, we got to get out of here. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We're back live tomorrow, noon Eastern, folks. Have a great one. And